You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 115 of the Fearless Business Podcast. This is Jamie. I'm here with my co-host, Mary. And I'm not going to lie, I got really excited that this is episode 115. Really? Because last week you thought we were on episode 120? I just want those increments of five. Okay. It feels very neat and orderly. Apparently it feels very even to you. Even. (laughs) Before we started recording, Jamie said, oh, episode 115, that's a nice, you didn't say even number because Don said even number. He said, that's a nice round number. Yeah, it's kind of like, it feels like a milestone. It's like when you turn 25 or 35 or 45. At 45, you don't care anymore. (laughs) You're like, whatever. (laughs) Like, okay. I know a little bit more about the inner workings of your brain now. Interesting. You shouldn't. Um, today's a particularly like crazy day because I, I actually set up like a real video area in my office. Your office looks awesome, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. There's but a now, dedicated area to video. That's amazing. And I'm really happy for you that you have an office, even though probably no one's going to see it for a long time. I actually had to, I called my friend and I asked her to come into the office. I'm like, I'll stand out if you come in because she's a, she's a television producer. And I was like, I'm clueless. I don't, I love everybody who's like video so easy. It does not come. I'm just going to say it. It doesn't come easy to me. The setup, like I could hit record, but like, I don't, if you're using an, a camera and lights and there's tape on my floor now, so I know where to stand. Like it's, complicated. I thought it would just be like, we hit record and you go. Right. It it doesn't work that way, apparently. Well, not when you have an all professional setup like you. The rest of us, we just hit record on our computer. There's a little built-in camera. I tried to do that. Everyone's like, no, you can't do that. You got to use your camera and the the picture quality. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah, that's that's true. I didn't ask other people. I just (laughs) went basic. That was so smart. This is my downfall. But it's good. Look, you're going to have higher quality videos than other people. After working on it for the last month. That's great. <laughs> I may have them in 2022. <laughs> I mean, you you need something to compensate for the fact that you're talking about legal stuff. <laughs> That's actually what 
Uh, Don's mad. I'm sorry, Don. Don just sent a text saying, glad I was mentioned. Don has spent a lot of time. Let me back up. Don, our producer, has spent so much time helping me get my setup. He's very sad that I did not give him a shout out, as well as my friend who came over here during her day. So Don, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Remember this, Don. I appreciate Remember this you. for a long time. That was like two compliments in one. A thank you and an I appreciate you. What is happening today? It's the video. It's the video. It's because I spent so much time having a light directly in my face. And when you wear glasses, you can't use a ring light because you get these rings in your eyes. So I got a light kit, a thing, a tripod. There's tape on my floor. Well, it's good that you waited till you had an office. Because where would you have put it at your house? I I definitely could not have done this at home. No. Mm -mm. I mean, that was part of the reason I got the office is because I knew I wanted to have a space where I could do video that was a bit more professional. It's really hard to do yourself that way. It's not hard to press record, especially if you just do it from your phone. And I think for the most part, that's perfectly fine. Right. I'm proud of you. I decided to make it hard. Way to go. (laughs) Way to go. Jumping right... Jumping right off into the deep end. <laughs> That's what you did. I feel very tired. You know what else makes me feel tired? Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> does it really? Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing our guest today is all about marketing. <laughs> marketing does take make me tired too. Actually, video makes me tired too. These are my I'm Achilles heels. I'm willing to admit it. Like I'm totally honest about the fact that like these are things that do not come naturally to me at all. Well, it's the preparation that you don't want to do, right? Oh, Mary. It I'm is. Today. It's the preparation. Yeah. So <sighs> if you had to just show up and do a video, sit, stand in the stand at the X and do a video, you'd be fine. You You're love right. talking. There's no problem with that. <laughs> oh my gosh, Mary, you've seen into my soul. This is why you are really good at coaching people and why everybody wants to get strategy sessions with you. Right. That's true. You're That's so totally right. right. Yeah. So it's not so much the marketing or the video. No. It's the prep I don't like to do. It's the prep. Yeah. It's because it's hard for me. It does not come naturally to me. Like I don't mind preparing. I'll totally prep, but when it, it it's something I'm more comfortable with. Yeah. If you can just show up and talk. Yeah, but I like prep for client calls and I review stuff, but that's like my comfort zone. Right, right, right. That's different. Yeah. And I like I prep my talk. Well, it's also that you're prepping I think well, we're gonna we're gonna dissect know, Jamie's whole brain. You're psyche. It's like prepping what you perceive as value versus like not valuable, probably in some ways. Like you know the value of video, but it's different than the value of prepping for a contract. Oh my gosh, Mary, for you, this is so deep. I'm on fire today. This is why our guest was really important for me to hear because I understand implicitly marketing is so incredibly important and it's something that I've been spending a lot of time thinking about, focusing on, learning about. But to some people, it comes really, really easy. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm not one of those people either. Just the disclaimer. That stuff does not come <laughs> easily to me either. It's an I'm art. I'm seeking you, but I'm also... <laughs> it's I'm an art there. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I... I think, and I think a lot of people get hung up and like nervous about it or like they just avoid it, right? you like, oh, I don't, I don't like marketing. So I'm going to just ignore it. Yeah. Like you do with your inbox. Right. 
I actually got a few text messages from people who had listened about our conversation oh, really? at the inbox. And every single one of them was like, I'm like Mary. <laughs> yes. They were all yes, team thank you, everybody. 700,000 unread emails. Who cares? And I, you know what I said? I'm like, now I have to unfriend all of you. They can all friend me. Yeah. They, now they they're your friends. Welcome. They're they not friends welcome. with me anymore. Also, I have a new nickname for Jamie. So everybody knows Captain Zero. <laughs> I wish I looked at my inbox when we got on this because I spent the last two hours like working on video and I had time blocked. Thank you, Amber. And said, I'm only going to work on video for the next two hours. I'm not going to look at my email and my email. My inbox is all the way at 87. And I actually started to feel upset and tense, but I closed it. I'm not looking at it. I'll deal with it when we hang up. You're not looking at it. You're just thinking about it now. That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> all those unread emails. How do you live like this? I can't. I really, I. Savages. Yeah. I want to, I want to hear everyone's stories about that still. Anyone that's like team 10,000. Just reach out. I love you. Just reach out. Send me an email. You should start. You should start (laughs) a support group. You need a Facebook group that is inbox not zero. Right. Inbox never zero. Yeah. Inbox never zero. Yeah. I don't understand you people. It's crazy. Let's talk about our guests today. Let's. What do you think? It's probably time. I think people are probably tired of us talking nonsense. (laughs) Marketing video inbox zero. These They're are the things on our mind. They're going to start is, skipping our intros. Don't do that. We don't are do fun. That. We are fun. We have good things to say. I'll dissect Jamie's brain anytime you guys want. <laughs> you know me too well. Our guest today is awesome. Her name is Casey Gromer, and she is a marketing expert. And basically, I spent the entire time asking her the questions that I wanted the answers to. And I presume y'all want the same answers. So let me tell you a little bit about Casey before our interview. Casey Gromer is a fractional CMO and marketing integrator with over 20 years experience leading teams and managing multi-million dollar marketing projects. Before transitioning to support small and mid-sized businesses, Casey served on the leadership teams of companies like UHC and Wells Fargo, where she helped develop overall business strategy and then translated that into powerfully engaged marketing plans. Now, as an author, consultant, and fractional CMO, Casey helps visionary leaders tie together their financial and operational goals through the development and implementation of customized marketing plans. So in other words, Casey knows all the stuff about marketing. So please check out this interview. I am so excited to be here today with my friend, Casey Gromer. Casey, welcome to the show. Hello, Jamie. Uh, How are you? You know, it's, uh, I feel like we have these like questions before COVID and then after COVID. I'm good today. I'm good. It is a beautiful day here. We are chatting. I'm very excited. Good. Me too. So please, we are here. We're going to chat about marketing, which is one of my biggest weaknesses, which is why I look up to you so much. So... Tell me a little bit about you, what you do, and a little more about your business. Thanks for asking. I am Casey Gromer. I am a fractional CMO, which I will be happy to explain in a bit. My background is in marketing. I've been in marketing for 20 years. I started climbing the corporate ladder, which was my dream, like many of us who are entrepreneurs now. 
And when I had a family, I realized that the corporate ladder and the family ladder were not necessarily coinciding for me. So I left the corporate world and I wanted to, I obviously loved marketing and what I was doing. And I wanted to continue with that career. And something I noticed after I left corporate is that people who aren't in corporate approach their business and marketing in a completely different way than we did in corporate. And I noticed that some of it was really good, like the flexibility of being um, in business for yourself or in a smaller business. You don't have as much red tape. You don't have um, the your levers aren't as long, so to speak, when you decide to move things around. But I also noticed that um, they, the entrepreneurial world and the small business world was missing a lot of expertise because you're running leaner um, with less people and less professional experience, so to speak. So I sort of decided that I was going to fill that gap for people and the fractional CMO was invented, which I didn't actually invent fractional CMO. I found there were other people out there doing that. But what um, a fractional CMO does is comes into a business on a part-time basis or as as needed basis and really tells you, hey, what should you be doing with your marketing? What's important? How should you be talking to your customers? How are you planning what to do in your marketing to get you to your goals? And the reason it's fractional, which means part-time, or, you know, quarter time, half time, third, that's all fractions. But uh, in in the corporate world, you've got CMOs getting paid anywhere from $150,000 a year, all the way up to unimaginable numbers for me anyway. And small businesses just don't need that level of support. But what they do need is professional expertise to get the right stuff done because marketing is expensive. And so that's where fractional CMO comes in is you can hire that same level of professional expertise only as you need it and not with that hefty price tag of a full-time employee. That makes so much sense. Marketing is a great mystery to me. It is one of those things that I sort of, I, I studied it in college because I have an undergraduate degree that's both engineering and business. So I took marketing classes. Um, I have a sort of understanding from running a business for seven or eight years, but plans, strategies, I think many business owners struggle and sort of they see something, they do it, then they see something else and then they do it. So I would love to hear what are some of the most common mistakes you see small business owners making when it comes to their marketing. Well, you you kind of just stole my thunder because that's exactly what I, I see happening is, uh, first of all, marketing is huge. It is expansive. And I think that's why it's so intimidating and uh, it's such a mystery is because there are so many things that are considered marketing these days that you there's no one person that can be quote, expert in marketing, because it touches so many different facets of the business. So one of the mistakes that um, I see businesses making is exactly what you said, We're we're distracted by the shiny new thing, or somebody comes out and says, hey, this is the marketing thing you really need to be doing, or hey, I grew my business by six figures and in, in, you know, three months or whatever, and this is the marketing system I use. 
But a lot of times our marketing and what we're doing in marketing isn't necessarily tied back to our business goals or our business strategy. And some of us don't even have business goals or a business strategy. So the very first thing we need to do is make sure that we know the direction the business is headed for the next whatever, 30 days, 90 days, year, whatever. And then look at that and say, okay, now where does marketing fit in here? And what are we doing in our marketing that's actually going to advance us to achieving this goal that we set for us? Um, And that helps to clarify so you're not distracted by shiny things because you can more easily see, hey, YouTube makes a lot of sense for us, but uh, maybe um, paid Facebook advertising does not. So that is one of the, the very first things that I help my clients do is recognize that. Um, another area of marketing that I that doesn't get nearly enough love is the customer experience. A lot of people don't realize that this is part of marketing. A lot of people look at marketing as a lead generation machine, which it really is a lead generation machine. But marketing actually touches your customer from the very first time that they are introduced to your brand all the way through becoming a an advocate for your brand and and telling all your friends and family about you. And so your marketing needs to to understand what that customer's journey with you is and present them with marketing tools and messages and materials at the right time in that journey so that your customers fall in love with you. And that is a super powerful part of marketing that people aren't utilizing today. And um, one of the things that we may not realize is if you think about acquiring new customers, it's really expensive. Paid advertising is expensive. Um, and if you're not paying money for advertising, you're paying for time that you take. So, you know, if you're doing your own social media, we all know how long it takes to do your own social media. That's um, a lot of time. And uh, it costs sometimes five to 10 times more money to keep churning through new customers versus putting that energy and effort into actually keeping the customers that you you already have. And so if you think about acquiring a new customer, they buy from you and they never come back again versus acquiring a customer who continues to buy from you periodically over the course of time. Um, that's where your marketing can help you decrease those those acquisition costs and still keep your revenue numbers revenue numbers up. And then there's one last thing um, I'll touch in on is um, a lot of businesses are blending in to what's happening around them versus standing out. And we spend a lot of time looking at what everybody else is doing and looking what our competition is doing. And, and if they are successful at it, we have a tendency to want to follow suit. And then what happens is when everybody starts looking exactly the same, your buyers don't have enough information to make a good decision on whether they want to work with you or not, because everybody's the same and, and they need help understanding why would I choose to work with you over, you know, this person over here. So the more you can be transparent and clear about what actually makes you different, easier it's going to be for a customer to make a decision. If it's too hard for somebody to make a decision, they're going to not make a decision at all. And that's lost revenue. 
my, these are amazing points. And what I take from what you're saying, and there's so much I want to ask you about. I was like writing furiously as you were talking is no, that's wonderful. I love it. It's great because one of the things that I think people often assume, particularly small business owners, and they're always looking for the template, the one size fits all versus really sitting down and making a strategy for your specific business. So I think that that is such a great point and it applies across the board. Yes. It applies to marketing. Frankly, it applies to legal. Everybody yes. always wants a template and it just doesn't <laughs> yes. work. But marketing is a really great subject. I think for that is so important because that shiny object syndrome is so, you see it all the time. Like everybody's Instagram feed looks the same and everybody, you know, it just starts to not make sense. Um, so I love the idea of sitting down with strategy before actually implementing. I think that right. is so smart. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the customer journey that really stuck out at me because I think a lot of times we think, okay, once we acquire the customer, we're good. And then that's not marketing anymore. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about what that part, you know, we've acquired, we're all focused on lead gen and getting our list and selling, selling, selling. But then where do we go once we get that customer and how can we use marketing in order to keep that customer? Absolutely. Well, this is actually one of my soapboxes I like to stand on because when you were talking about the, we all want the template, the, the really the really big buzzword right now is funnels, right? We want sales funnels, we want marketing funnels, and and you've got all these gurus saying this is the exact template you need for this funnel. And those funnels do work, but again, you're it's the same concept of you're spending all the money. I mean, people I don't think understand how much money they have to spend on this funnel to get enough people into it so that it actually makes you money. And the idea behind the funnel is that the funnel exists, but we're building it the wrong way. We're building it around what we want people to do. Like we, we want somebody to click here and then we want somebody to buy this and then we want to move them on to this bigger paid thing or whatever your funnel is. But what we need to do is understand what is that buyer's decision-making process? Where are they in their life when they recognize that they have a problem or they have a need or a want that you can solve? And then what is their thought process in making a decision whether they're going to buy from you or not? And that thought process might involve doing some research. It might involve asking for referrals. It might involve needing some information. Um, it, It might involve, hey, where's the button? I wanna buy now. And you just have to know that really well So you can make it really easy for that person to have what they need, the right message at the right time. So again, we're making the decision easy, whether it's yes or whether it's no, doesn't matter. The easier it is for someone to decide if they're going to move forward with you, um, the easier it is for them to say yes versus being in overwhelm and not deciding at all. And the difference in the philosophy that I use versus the traditional marketing funnel and those of you listening right now cannot see my hands, but I'm making a little V like, um, like, you know, like a funnel, but in the philosophy I use, I actually have an hourglass image. So it comes down to a point and then it goes back out wider at the bottom. And so 
Um, the hourglasses, yes, you're, there's going to be people that you're going to come into contact with and you're going to filter out the people who aren't the best fit for you or who are, don't want to buy from you right now. And then they're going to purchase at the, at the thinnest part of the hourglass. But then that experience that they have with you, do you deliver what you say you're going to, going to deliver? Do you follow up? Do you make them feel appreciated? Um, is there more that you can do to serve them? And you can you continue serving them um, things that they can buy from you that Im- impact their experience? And that funnels or that goes outwards in that hourglass into loyalty, which means they're going to keep buying from you because you're doing a good job understanding their needs all the way out until um, advocacy, where these are your best customers who are blasting all over town how amazing you are and everybody needs to go buy from you. That's free marketing for you. And it's actually really cheap because those people that are blasting your goodness all over the place already have the no like, and trust factor with their network of people. And that's a lot less work you have to do to convince new customers to buy from you because they've already got that testimonial. So that's the customer journey, um, um, Casey Gromer style, <laughs> so to speak. I love that. That makes so much sense. And I feel like you've articulated my aim in what I do in my business, right? Like whenever I talk to an, a subject matter expert, I'm always thinking about my business. And so it's just an easy way to have that framework. And I, I love that because that bottom part is so forgotten about of the hourglass. It's such a good analogy. That's very helpful. So here's my question. Obviously, you can look at your data and everybody should be looking at data. Um, yep. I did a really good a YouTube interview with um, Monica Froze. I don't know if you know Monica from Redefining Mom. She's awesome. And she's all into the data, right? We talked a lot about data and understanding. And and so data is super important. But what are some other ways that you can understand that customer journey, maybe from the top part of the funnel, of the hourglass? Because the bottom part, you can get yourself just from your interactions and seeing repeat business and things, but I would love to maybe some tips about how we can get more information about our customers so we can filter them out and and know who are really our true fits and maybe some people who may never be a fit. Yes. Um, There's two ways to look at it. So I'm going to caveat this by saying that I am not the data nerd. Um, And so there's, there's ways you can look at your data to, to understand your funnel. But um, one of the best ways that you can uh, kind of complement this data collection that you're doing is actually talk to your customers. So one of the things that I do for clients when they go through a business blueprint package with me is creating a customer persona. And what this comes from is knowing and understanding the actions that your best buyers are taking, but also talking to them and understanding kind of, I call it like a day in the life. And what this means is people are not numbers. Our customers are not numbers. We want to look at them and talk to them and market to them like real people. And we want to have conversations with them. And so by understanding what makes them tick, 
understanding where, what, you know, how, how are they making decisions about your product and whether they're going to buy from you? What is it that, what is it, what is their life like right now when they don't have this thing and what is leading them to whether it's searching for you or maybe they're not searching for you. Maybe they don't even recognize they have a problem until they talk to you. And in some cases that's, that's true. And you have to know these things. You have to understand how this is working because it's going to significantly impact what, how you choose to market to them and what you're choosing to say to them. So that buyer persona is, is really important and it can come from interviews with, you know, some of your best customers. So helpful. So if I'm a business owner sitting around, I've maybe been in business for a couple of years and I'm just kind of feeling lost. I don't even know where to start because there's 60, if you go out and you say, okay, I need to hire a marketing person. There's 65 different types of marketing people from your social media to your content management, to your lead generation, to your strategy. Like, Where do you start? <laughs> First, I want to say, don't, don't be overwhelmed. You, you, it is possible to make a bad choice, but I also want to make sure that everyone understands that taking a step forward is always better than not doing anything at all. So don't be afraid of making a, a mistake. To understand what needs to happen next, you have to have your, your plan. Now, the way I do uh, planning is for, um, for marketing, I'm actually going to back up a step here and say in in a lot of cases, when I go into a client, I'm actually taking them a step backwards from marketing um, and helping them with their actual business planning. Like, let's get let's get the direction of your entire business set up first. And if you don't have that, that is something that that we will help help you do. So if you have your business plan um, and what what I mean by business plan is, OK, we've We've got to see out to the future, right? And what is it we're actually trying to accomplish here in this business besides making millions of dollars? It has to be bigger than the money. So we work backwards from that. So we see the the future vision and we work backwards into what are the things that we can do to get us someday into that vision. And you just keep breaking it down and breaking it down until you finally have like a 90-day a plan or uh, an annual plan, and you fill in the gaps of that with, okay, what are some tools in our marketing that we can use to make this happen? So for example, let's say we've somehow decided, I'm just going to throw an example out here. So please, nobody take this as like, this is my template. This is not a template. Let's say we've decided that somehow we need to hit 10,000 followers on Instagram in order to advance us towards whatever this goal is that we need to happen. And so then you break that down into, okay, what are, what, what is the first thing we need to do? What is the second thing we need to do? And you build, that's how you build that marketing. A lot of businesses are trying to jump right to the end. And I'm guilty of this myself. Like you see the end, like I see the 10,000 followers. I'm just going to jump right to the 10,000 followers. But what we really need to understand is what's that process. And that's how you know what to do next is what's the very first step in the process. And let's just start there. I love that. Please tell everyone where they can find you. I know you have like a cool checklist, I believe, um, for our listeners, and we would love you to be able to share that. Yes. 
Well, I do have a checklist. You can find that at CaseyGromerVMO.com. And Gromer is G-R-O-M-E-R backslash. And it's fierce, I believe. Is it, isn't it? No. What's the... Um, maybe fearless. We'll drop fearless. it. In the, we'll drop yeah, it in the show notes. Thank you. Yes, you got um, it. So CaseyGromerVMO.com backslash fearless. The checklist is really um, going over some of the things we talked about today to help you understand if you're approaching your marketing in the most effective way. And if you are looking for support on some of the topics that we talked about today, um, about the customer journey and the planning and the um, standing out versus blending in, you can go right on over to Amazon and you can search for a fresh wave of marketing. And there's a book out there that is a no BS approach to getting your marketing right. And there are systems and templates in there that they won't do it for you, but they will help you plan it in a simple and meaningful way. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time. This was so helpful. And now you've given me a hundred things to think about. (laughs) Thanks, Jamie. Can I have a fractional CMO now? Right. Don't we all need one of those? Yeah. Yeah. I was very excited to learn about what that means. Because that's a lot of the stuff that I don't really like to do. I'm not. It's not. It doesn't come natural. Same. That's why people hire Casey. Exactly. That's why we had her on the podcast. That's exactly right. So, yeah. So, I'm not sure if we should talk about Inbox Zero because I'm still really obsessed with that. We should probably (laughs) talk about marketing. Yeah. Maybe other people aren't as obsessed as we are. I don't think so. I feel like they should be. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's very like really divides people. I know. People are very passionate about it. Let's put it that way. I agree with that. Well, good. Let's talk about marketing. Let's talk about Inbox Zero. Um, I'd love to hear marketing tips. I always need a marketing tip. So if you have like one tidbit that you were like, that's really good marketing advice, throw it at me in the Facebook group. I would like to know too. Excellent. You can tell both of us. Yeah. Give it to us. Give us the marketing tips. If you are not a member of our Facebook group, you can find us at the Fearless Business Podcast. You can also find us at fearlessbusinesspodcast.com or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And if you're still listening, you know that we love reviews. So please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks and talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit thetransitionscollective.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.